One, two, three, four, I'm testing. Proud of your point, I'll make you proud of your point. Believe me, bad as I've been, ma, you're in for a pleasant surprise. I've wasted time, I've wasted me. So say I'm slow for my hate, a light bloomer. Okay, I agree that I've been one rotten kid. Some sun, some bright, and some joy. But I'll get over these lousing up, messing up, screwing up times. You see, my now comes the better part. Someone's gonna make good girls his stupid heart. Okay. All right. Y'all, what's cracking, my people? Welcome to yet another episode of ADQ's Renaissance. I'm your host with the most. Keep it 100 from coast to coast. Through God, I boast. A. D.
you. I am back. I'm back, yo. I'm back. Did you miss me? Yes, I have not done this, you know. I'm sweating, yo. It's sweating. Climate change got me sweating. I have not done this podcast thing in a minute. It's been like a month. It's March the 7th. My last episode was February 7th, where I was talking about the N-word. And, yo, it has been a minute because them demonic allergies had me talking like I was Is because this is an actual cover, a cover for my guests. Enjoy, let's enjoy. Someday, someday. 
More days until the next election, and all of our local representatives would love to send you nonstop text messages about how terrible the world will be without their leadership. Visit our website to find out how to sign up. This just in social media is bad for you. No dip, Sherlock. Who knew? And up on the housetop, reindeer poles? No, those are cat burglars. WXMX would love to take this time to remind you how important it is to lock your doors before you take your holiday visit to Grammar. Also, you guys, highway patrolmen across the nation keep hitting reindeer with their cars, and it has got to stop. We go now to our meteorologist in the field, Sunny Dew, with the weather. Sunny? Ah. Look at my baby locks. Sunny, uh, do you have the weather? Yep. Uh, Sonny, is everything all right? No, everything's not all right. Aw, Sonny, what's wrong? What's wrong? Well, <laughs> well, to start, there's no snow. Is that unexpected? You tell me. Do you think that it is unexpected? At this latitude, it is almost the end of December and there is no snow. Does that seem unexpected to you? Um, I don't buy it. No snow for Christmas. That's so sad. Sad doesn't begin to describe it ever. Well, what do you attribute the lack of snow to, Sonny? Oh, I don't know. Maybe it's because of the tropical storm coming in from the southwest and pushing all the conversation towards New England and Nova Scotia. Or it won't snow because it can't snow because all clouds are merely giant projections on the dome infiltrated by the government to keep us all submissive. Wake up, people! We are buzz in a jar! Um, Sonny, maybe you maybe should... Maybe I should what? Be a good little weatherman and read words off a teleprompter just like another sheep. Well, too bad. I'm not here to play that game. They can't get all of us and they can't get me! I don't want to be a sheep in a jar! They have cameras and recording devices everywhere. Raise your voice in defiant soul of the truth they used to be! I'm dreaming of a white oh, well, that's it Christmas for the And when we come back... Children, listen, 
Yo, brother's facial expressions were priceless. Welcome, ADQ. Welcome. What the heck? I was about to say, welcome, ADQ. I am ADQ. I'm tripping. Welcome to yet another episode of ADQ's Renaissance. This brother comes to us from the Trey Foe. He is coming from the Trey Foe. And you know, ADQ, if you listen to my mixtape, I got love for the trade, love for the trade, love for the love for the love for the trade. Yo, he was originally born in Greensboro, but he comes to us from Winston Salem. You know what I'm saying? He's been killing the theater circuit. Most recently, he was in Parade over at Winston Salem Theater Alliance. He has been the musical director for Daggone James and the Giant Peach. He's been in Shrek. He's been uh, the, 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 he's been in a huge huge a who's who's of freaking musicals and. I think he has yet to do a straight play. We're going to get into that. Ladies and gentlemen, he's about to kill the stage over at, uh, over for Spring Theater, over at Sika for Children of Eden. We're going to talk about it and more. Welcome to ADQ's Renaissance. My brother, Braxton Allen. Yo, Braxton, where you at, brother? What's up? What's up? Man, you are so excited that you are that you're muted. Oh wait, can you hear me now? It's all good, man. Technology, man, it's great when it works. Right. Hold on. All right, one second. Don't you just love technology, people? It's great when it works. Oh, my end is showing that it's working. Such... I'm sorry, man. I'll read lips. Okay, how about now? Uh, when you uh, when you test your sound, sing a high note from John Legend. Be like, "All of me," which I can't do it. Well, can you hear me? Can you hear me? I hear you, and on my end, it's showing that it's working. Let me see. Let me make sure I didn't. Let's see. I don't have you mute. I don't have you muted. I tell you what. Tap out and tap back in. I used to have go through this all the time. Still do sometimes. Technology gets on my last nerve. So while we're waiting on Braxton, y'all want to know what my big announcement is? Y'all want to know what the big announcement is? You'll find out at the end of our conversation. It's a doozy. Did you see the posters? Did you see the posters? Ooh, they were great posters. They were great posters. Okay, now Braxton's back. Let's see if it works now. All right, let's see. Can you hear me now? What? I'm playing. Hey, I can hear you. I can hear you. Uh, I was getting ready to throw the computer. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I don't know what that was about. It was showing on my end that the mic was working, but whatever. We got it working now. Yes, we got it working now. What is up, man? How you living, man? Pretty good. I was actually dying laughing through that clip because I haven't watched that in a while. So <laughs> that was some funny stuff to see. Man, I tell you what, yo. Um, your facial expressions, <laughs> homegirls' random reactions, and just my over-the-top blabbering this is what made it seem <laughs> beautiful. I've showed it for two class. I've showed it for like two classes, and they will fall out laughing. They'll be like, <laughs> and, uh, and these are and these are kindergartners, by the way. They'll yeah. be like, Mister Q, why are you so crazy? <laughs> so, yo, it was great to share. Uh, it was great to show, share camera time with you and homegirl. I forgot, I forgot her name. 
if if she's out there watching this, I'm very sorry. Blame my 36 year old mind, not my not my heart. <laughs> so, is it true, Braxton, that you've never been in a straight play before? I have actually have not. I did get <gasps> cast. I got cast in one um, right before COVID, but then we weren't able to perform because COVID happened. Um, but other than that, in high school drama class, we did a few scenes, like in class. But yeah, I've, I've never done a straight play. Okay, so so our scene in um, season screenings was basically the closest to a straight play that you've ever come. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I feel a little bit of part of history right now. I'm feeling good. So, yeah, we got to get you in a straight play because for one thing, brother, you got the voice, man. You definitely got the voice. And sometimes it goes – and sometimes you could take what's usually used in the vocal setting and just use it, at, and just use it for dialogue and really kill the game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I believe Braxton that everything that has that has a story has a beginning. I know where I started. I've told I told I told my story plenty of times. I want to know where did you start? I mean, you're what? You'll be you'll be 31 this year, right? Yep. Ah, 1991. What a year, you know. <laughs> Bulls won their first championship. I think I think Little Mermaid dropped that year. Uh yeah, they won. And you dropped that year. So please, man, share. What what, what where did your artistic path begin? Um, to be honest, I don't really remember. I mean, I guess I could say when I was when I was little, I remember I did piano. Like I was obsessed with playing the piano. I would come home from church and I would like try to play the songs that the choir sang on keyboard, um, started taking piano lessons. I didn't really get into, well, I did some performance stuff in, um, when I was in elementary school because there was this after school program that me and my brother went to. And basically it was like a cultural arts type thing. So we, nice. we learned like beginning tap dancing, uh, jazz dancing, African dance. We, we didn't do a lot of singing. We did some dramatic stuff. So we did um, like some poems and stuff like that, dramatic poems and things like that. Um, and then high school was when I first actually got the confidence to go on stage and sing a solo. I played a role. I was actually a mixture of two characters, but I played a role in Oklahoma. And nice. yeah, it was kind of a combination of two characters because I was playing one character. And then the person that was playing the other character wasn't a singer. So they had me sing that solo and it was just like combined into one character. But um, that's, yeah, from then on, that's when I was just kind of slowly jumped into the theater game. So can I ask you something? So you say that um, you went to a very art-centered uh, after-school program, right? Yes. Um, and you are from Greensboro. Right. May I... May I um, ask if this after-school program may or may not have taken place over at the Call Clue Multicultural Center? Yep, it was. Oh my goodness, I knew. It. So you were working with Miss. Uh, were you working with Miss Angela Williams Tripp and Miss Carrie Mirror? Mir- well, I cannot pronounce Miss Carrie's last name to save my life. Miss Angie and Miss Carrie, were you working with them? No, it was. Um, the directors were Moselle Weston. Um, okay. Deborah Scales, um, 
And there was this man, um, I can't remember his last name. We called him Mr. Thomas. He passed away a few years ago. Um, but they were like the, I guess, the program directors. And then we had, um, I'm trying to remember some of the people who came and taught us things. There was Donna uh, Bradby, I think. She teaches at a and now. I know her first name is Donna. She does the theater department there, the theater department. Um, there was a Miss Pauline that taught dance. And I can't remember everybody's name because it was a, a while back. But Oh, yeah, a huge while back, yes. But the program was called We Are One. Nice. See, I like, I like, I like it. I, I love when people take, um, take artistic director, uh, direction rather in the rearing of children because, um, believe it or not, even if the child grows up to be an architect or a daggone or a ball player or, um, I don't know, uh, an accountant, participation in the arts help can help with the molding of a child. Would you agree? Mm-hmm, definitely. Yeah, I mean, it teaches you collaboration, which is something that you will need in the workplace. It teaches you uh, discipline in learning stuff. You know, uh, you need discipline to get off the book, right? Yeah. So what was your first ever foray into, you know, I will say adult theater, you know, coming out of, coming out of uh, youth theater into adult theater? Um, in college, I was in this production of The Color Purple. Um, oh, color purple! Yeah, and you we, were Harpo, weren't you? We, I wanted Harpo. I was Mister though. You a Mister? Yeah. A nice guy like you, Mister? <laughs> that was a hard role to play, man. I, I mean, look, uh, yeah. uh, let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. So when I was going to when I went to UNCG, I was supposed to be in a uh, let's see, it wasn't a full fledged production. It's more like a presentation. We'll call it a presentation. Workshop. Workshop presentation of Color Purple. Mm-hmm. And I was supposed to play Mr. I was ready to play Mr. I was ready to show that part of me. But uh, for unfortunately, you know, for theatrical reasons, uh, dots not connected and whatnot, it never came to be. Now, but you did get the experience there. So tell me, what, that, what, the, what was that experience like? It was... It's a tough role to play. It took a lot out of me. Um, it was. I remember there were points in the production where, because we did it twice. The first time we did it, we actually were in D.C. We went to the theater festival there. Whoa. And there was times where the uh, other cast members would have to do little things to make me mad just to kind of get me into character. Because, I mean, that's clearly not my character at all. And I would try my hard. I was trying so hard to, like, bring it out. But it just, it was never enough. And then finally, when we got closer to the performance, a little bit of that, and then me just like really trying to dig deep and find some ways to connect myself to this character, I was finally able to bring it out. But it that was tough. And afterwards, it took a lot out of me. Like the actress that played Celie, I like apologized to her. Like I was like, I feel so bad for treating you like that on stage. I mean, I know it's it's active, but it was just like, God, I'm like, please let me play Harpo. <laughs> I feel you, man. I mean, sure. I once had, I was once uh, supposed to play Othello, and I slapped the girl right in front of a right in front of a boyfriend. I felt horrible, and they kissed her. (laughs) I feel horrible about that. You know what I'm saying? So, but you know, that's where you have to like. That's where you realize uh, you're Braxton. Nobody, nobody knows you can like really marry you to the character aspects of Mr. I mean, Mr. was just 
the worst. Yeah. Um, and so you went to Winston-Salem State, and so you went to Winston-Salem State, right? Yep. Winston-Salem, uh, Winston-Salem State offers theater um as a minor. Um, they they have a growing theater department was um <clears throat> excuse me, was this part of a Winston-Salem State theater show or did just you happen to meet the right people who saw how great you are? It was um it was through Winston-Salem State, but that first performance was not like it, it was weird because when I the performance was originally supposed to happen like a few months before it actually did. And it was supposed to happen at Winston Salem State, but things just didn't fall apart. I mean, it didn't fall the way they were supposed to. But then the director said that he wanted to take the show to DC for the theater festival. And we couldn't use an all Winston Salem State cast because everybody couldn't get to DC. So there were just a few of us who f- were from Winston Salem State. But then we had people from other universities who were in the performance. And all of these people were like uh, theater minors, theater majors, music majors. Like all these people were heavy in the arts. Um, I forgot what schools we had represented, but there was like four or five different uh, universities that we had represented. But then the following semester, we finally were able to put the show on at Winston-Salem State using an all WSSU cast. Nice. I'm So just let you know, when I say nice, I was just like, Hearing your journey, and I'm like, nah, heck yeah, heck yeah, heck yeah. All right, no sound. Like, 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 like this this my this my Saturday night all over again. Would you like to know something that I did on Saturday night? What's that? I went to UNCG, right? <clears throat> wow, uh wow, my tar heels was beating the dog crap at Duke, right? Um <clears throat> and also wow. A web play that I was in was premiering, right? Yeah. Was I watching uh, the Tar Heels beat the dog crap out of Duke? No. Um, I wanted to. Was I watching the premiere of my own play? Yeah, but it was on mute because I was at UNCG watching the V Diggs. Watching the V Diggs have it be interviewed. Uh, it was kind of like some type of. Like he was know, there? So what? He was at UNCG? He was at UNCG. Oh, wow. I hate I missed that. Well, I was at the Lion King, so I think I had a fair trade off there, but I hate I missed that. <laughs> we, were, we, were, we, were both, we were both uh, receiving greatness. Yeah. And I knew that God wanted me there because guess what? Yo, 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 guess what? See, I was going to just chill at home, watch watch my play, go back and forth between my play and uh, the Tar Heels being Duke, right? But then all of a sudden I get a text saying, "Hey, Adrian, I got free tickets for uh for the ghost the go UNCG and see and see the V Digs." I'm like, "What?" So I didn't have to pay a penny for them. I'm like, yeah, God won't be there. So when I hear his story, I'm hearing your story. I'm like, I'm taking notes. You know what I'm saying? Taking notes. <laughs> you know, great artists, great artists that you that you that that you both are. So I want to ask you this: um, How how would you say? Well, well, first of all, let me ask you this: Why haven't you done a straight play yet? Why have you only been in musicals to this to this point? I think it's mostly been because I just haven't really. Well, one, I haven't seen a lot of auditions for straight plays, and then whenever I do, it's usually like always caught up i mean i'm always caught up in something else already so it's like i'll get an announcement saying 
I don't know, little theaters doing whatever. So, but then I'm already doing something else. So it's just, I can't, the overlap is too much. And then, like I said, the one time that I actually had been casting one back in 2020, COVID happened. And yeah, so that just got destroyed. What theater were you supposed to do that uh, one uh, straight play with? Barn dinner. Barn dinner. The barn. The mm-hmm. barn. He, he, he's at yeah. the barn. He's at the barn. He went to the barn. Well, what show was it? I was. Uh, I don't know if I can say because I. I think they're going to try to bring it back. Oh no! In that case, we'll just keep the mum mum the word. We'll just yeah. That's all right. It was at the bar. That's all yeah. we know. And that just might be your uh, straight play debut. Yeah, I think they're going to try to bring it back, but I'm not entirely sure yet. So I know that uh, I first started. I know that I first started um, my musical theater path. You know, I've actually I've actually been in a couple of musical a few musicals myself. But my th- but my musical path started in the church choir. Um, is that where would you uh, say is that that that's da, 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 da. would you say that that's where you started as well? I um well I did sing in the church choir. I guess that would be my introduction to singing, I guess. Like, I never sang any solos in the choir because it's funny. I was too scared to sing solos back then. Like, I did not want to sing in front of anybody. But, I mean, I was singing in the choir, like, as a group. It wasn't, yeah, I didn't break out of that until senior year of high school when I finally decided to sing in front of people. Would you like for for my singing in front of people? Sorry. Yeah, let me hear that one. All right, so here it is. Here it is. Okay, so um, I started out in choirs as well, right? Um, but around 14, 15, I found my voice getting rougher. So I was like, okay, so my singing is a little shot at the moment. Let me switch to rapping, which I still uh, which I still dabble in to this very day. Um <clears throat> so um so but then um when I'm like 14, 15. I uh, am part of this chorus class, and I'm in the, you know, I'm in, I'm in the group of basses, right? Because I'm telling you, my voice was heavy, deep, right? I decided to myself. I know that this man is canceled and muted, but hey, yo, great music is great music. Yeah. I try to sing. I believe I can fly by by R. Kelly. Puberty had just completely murdered my voice. <laughs> He was like, well, I believe I can. I was like, I believe I, I like I was drunk. Oh, man. <laughs> okay, so that was a scarring that went with me all the way into my 30s, right? Um, I did not sing. In, actually, okay, so they, so I was once in a Stained Glass Playhouse production of, of, yeah. of uh, Andy Get Your Gun, right? I played Charlie Davenport. They said, "Hey, you're going to sing. This, you're going to sing the opening of There's No Business Like Show Business.' Like what? I want to. <laughs> I can't say no, so I did it. Uh, uh, people told me I did great. I thought I thought that sucked. But then fast forward, like four years later, I'm with uh uh open open space cafe theater, which is now Triad Pride. Right? They're doing working great musical, great musical. Uh, you have done working." I haven't. Um, I know Theater Lions actually did that a few. Uh, what did it during the pandemic? Like they did it virtually or something like that. I think, or they may have done it. I don't know how they did it, but I know I was asked about it, but I couldn't do it because it was I was just coming off another show. Look, 
Look, man, look, look. Working is not something that can be experienced through a computer. <laughs> see, I don't I even know anything about the show because I didn't get to see it. Well, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I saw it at Guilford College, and I performed in it, like, about a couple years before that mm-hmm. with, uh, with, with, with Triad Pride. It's something that you have to experience in person. So there's a, there's a musical number in there called uh, Brother Truck, right? Who did they pull to sing Brother Trucker? Oh, you got that role, didn't you? Or you had the part. Break it up and down, big buddy, put your ears on for me now. I didn't think I had it, but I had to find it. You know what I'm saying? And then fast forward about a year later, I'm in Annie going, hey, oh, man, hey, that, after, uh, after swearing to myself, I'm never singing from people ever again back in high school. So, <sighs> enough about myself. <laughs> enough about myself. That's my story, man. We all, we've, we've all, man, when you talk about uh, getting over your stage fright, at least you did that in high school. It took me all the way to my late 20s and, and uh, early 30s. Mm-hmm. Um, so you were recently in parade over at over at Theater Lions. You, we, we mentioned, we've already mentioned the Theater Lions a couple times. Yeah. I have, I've worked with uh, the Theater Lions in a musical called Back to the 80s, way back in 09. Uh, what was, uh, I saw Jamie Lawson's daggone uh, daggone work ethic. So, uh, and I didn't take notes because I was too young to to appreciate it at the time. What was what was your experience working with Jamie Lawson and the whole crew over at the Theater Alliance? It was a good one, uh, really good experience. the The musical itself, I didn't know much about it uh, when I first auditioned. Like I. I wasn't even going to audition and then somebody told me about the songs and like basically the character that I played and was like, just look into this character and look at these songs. So I think you would like it. And when I listened to the music, I was like, well, he wasn't lying because I absolutely loved it. <laughs> so I was like, maybe I should audition for this. And, um, but the, the perform, I mean, practice in itself. So we had quite a few cast members who were in another show at the same time. So we were having music rehearsals without without people there and Ooh. so at first we were just like okay we're gonna see this stuff come together but i remember the first time we had the whole cast and we were in the lobby sitting in front of the piano and we sang the opening number and i just had chills going up my arm because it was like the harmonies and everybody like all those people who were in the other show came in they, they knew the music so when they all came in and we just sang together and all this harmony and just the power and i was just like it was uh i don't know if you know the song old red hills of home but it was what we were singing. And I'm going to I'm going to familiarize myself with the song. Yeah, I don't know the song, but I'm going I'm going to make sure that I do know the song. Yeah, but when yeah we sang that and we just like when we stopped singing, it's like the note kind of just rang throughout the lobby, and it was just like a moment of silence where everybody was just like, "Oh my god, did we just do that?" And it was like from that point on, every time I heard every single one of those songs and all the people, I mean, Grace Smith, Amber Engel. Um, all the people who played those, all those singing roles, I was just bit backstage amazed every time I heard them. And then when I was on stage, I was just having a blast the whole time. So, uh, so um, I've never had the pleasure of working with Grace Smith. 
But, you know, I know that he's in pretty much every single theater line show that they ever drop. Um, Amber. Let me tell you my experience with Amber, daggone. Let me tell you about my experience with Amber. First of all, when I was supposed to be in Othello, she was in Othello. At one point, she slapped the taste out of my mouth. Only because <laughs> I told her to. I said, Amber, slap me. She wouldn't do it. She wouldn't do it. I said, no, let me have it. Right? And then... And then when I did Annie, her whole family was in there. You know, her husband, Jeremy, shout out to Jeremy, uh, her son, Colin, uh, I think uh, her daughter, I forgot her name, her youngest daughter. Alora. Uh, who? Alora. I was about to say Amora, but yeah, Alora. Uh, yeah, she's a good singer. Well, true. The whole family is musical. And the crazy thing is, on the mother, we had a show on Mother's Day, right? Amber was right there uh, in the front row. Amber's a music teacher. I said, Amber, I want you to tell me how did I do. Hear me sing. You're never fully dressed without a smile. Tell me how I do, right? Show's over. She says, you did great. I say, man, forget you. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, shout out to the whole, to the whole Ingle family. Um, what would you say is an audition song that you like to use when you audition? Um... I'm trying to think what is what are my go-tos because the past few auditions I've done I had to sing a song from the show but I will say one of my favorites that I have used for an audition was Out There from Hunchback Hunchback and Out there. No. something like that <laughs> um, now of course I can't think of the lyrics to the song now I'm trying to think of it but da 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 Da, 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 da. It's like the one of the first songs that Quasimodo sings out there. Da, 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 da. Is that the song where he's singing, wishing that he could go be around the people, but knowing that since he was a humpback and you know, uh, to and he was so he was so introverted and so awkward and stuff, he was just scared to go around people. Is that that song? Yeah, basically, like he's saying, "Give me one day out there." And he's almost saying like he would trade anything for one day out there with the rest of the people. Oh no, man! Sometimes when I have busy days, I'd be like, "Yo, I'll trade anything for one day in here." <laughs> that's how I feel a lot. But yeah, so that's that's one of my go-to's. And there's another one from Aladdin. Um, it's actually not in the movie, but it's in the Broadway production. It's called uh, "Proud of Your Boy," and that yeah. one. Actually, that song actually makes me feel good inside now because there's this uh, West End, she used to be on Broadway, but a West End actress named Marisha Wallace, who she would go live once a week and invite people to sing. And so I was able to get on and I sang that song for her. And she told me she was just like blown away. And I was just amazed. And then after that, she told me she was in the original Broadway cast of Aladdin, which I didn't even realize. She was the one that sang the line, still I think he's rather tasty. And I'm like, that was you? And I like, I listen to that all the time. I didn't even realize that was her. And she played that role in the movie. What does Proverbs 18, 16 say? Your oh, gift yeah. will make way, your gift will make room for you and put you in the presence of the great. Look at you yeah. singing, look at you singing for broad singing for Broadway people. Which you know, it's only a matter of time for you're a Broadway person. I'm hoping, man. I'm I'm pushing to that direction too. Well, you see, number one, you're 31, but you look like you're still daggone 22. 
<laughs> Thank Number you. I guess two, I think that's a compliment. <laughs> uh, it, it is a compliment, man. Number two, you, unlike me, have had the good sense to keep a fresh cut and keep yourself in shape. So, um, you know, I would say, I was, I say to anybody who has a dream like that, be different from what they're used to. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that, you know, there are Broadway producers who would have some formal complaint about some actor somewhere, right? Yeah. I'd say, man, get their attention and make sure that they don't have any reason to complain about you. I'm, I mean, I, I I saw you, so brother. You got skills. Like you got skills, skills. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm not saying this. I'm not saying this just because you're on my podcast right now. I'm saying because it's true. You you do have skills. Um. Now, one thing that I found, one thing that I found about all of the local theaters is a lot of them are. Some people say clicky. I say family oriented. It's like you know. Theaters have their go-tos. They have people who they have people who are part of the family, who's been part of the family for for years and stuff. when it comes to our friends at Spring Theater. Like, part of the family? Yeah. Which, it's funny, because I've never actually done a stage show with um, Spring Theater. Me neither. <laughs> when I first auditioned for Children of Eden back in 2019, I walked in, and I remember Aaron Durth walks up to me, shakes my hand, and it was as if we had been friends for two years. And that was the first time I ever met her. And then Dan was his, just his usual energetic self. Like, I, I was nervous walking in because it's this new place. I don't know anybody. But after that, I was like, I don't even feel nervous anymore. Like, they made me feel right at home. And there were a couple of people auditioning with me that I knew. So I did feel a little better seeing them in the room. But, yeah, I was just like, I, I feel like I'm at home now. Yeah, so, so have, you felt that, have you felt that way everywhere you went? I have. Um, they, I remember when I... Now, when I went, there was one production I did. Um, I did, and it wasn't a bad experience or anything like that, but I did Memphis in Greensboro. And the only reason that one, it took a little while, a little longer for me to warm up is just because most of the cast was teenagers. There were only a few of us that were adults. So that's, it took me a while to like be able to form. Because, you know, as an adult, having a conversation with a teenager can be the most awkward thing in the world. 
but um, it can, it can, but also sometimes <clears throat> teenagers are way ahead of where I was when I was a teenager these days. It's just basically like trying to understand like some of the things they say, some of the lingo and stuff. I'm just like, what, what did you just say? Huh? Or like, was that English? But for the most part, I mean, it was, everything was all good. And like we did eventually end up getting a bond throughout the show. But that was um, that, cause it was like, like when I first showed up in theater alliance, um, felt family, same thing with, um, well, Kernersville, that was also another one where, because it was stretched, and most of the cast, yeah, there were a lot of kids in the cast, too. So if that one is harder to, like, bond with the whole cast, because, I mean, you know, as an adult, when you got a bunch of kids around you, it's like, yeah, you can be friendly, whatever, but you can't really have the same type of conversation with a 13-year-old than you can with another person at the same age. Well, at least that's how I feel. I mean, um, that's true, but... I would say being a teacher, you know, could offer a little bit of life advice or be like, uh, hey, I'm a teacher. Let me see where these kids are, where these kids' heads are at at the moment. Um, now, you you were the musical director of James and the Giant Peach. Where are at and what was that experience like? That was, that was actually the first time that I had been a music director. So I was nervous. In fact, I almost, I wasn't trying to take a job at all. The director, Karen Hitcher was the director. And she, I remember she asked if I would do it. And I was like, I don't know about that. And she was like, just do it, it'll be fine when you get paid, whatever. And I was like, I like, I've never done it, I don't know. And then it's a kid's show. And then I was like, I have to deal with like 400 kids and I don't know how, I was like, I don't, I just don't know. And then I don't know how she convinced me to do it, but she did. And I remember the first day of music rehearsal, I was like trying to, I was nervous, but I'm trying to pretend like I'm not. I'm like, okay, I have to teach these kids this, this music. And so they're all looking up at me, like waiting for me, what I'm gonna do. And I had the keyboard and I just, I said, okay, let's just start with the first song. And let's get this. I had the recording going where they could listen to for reference and playing notes. And then after a while, I just felt like I was at home with it. And I was like, okay, that's not so bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, me, I like, I love trying new things. Um, I love trying new things because you, you get to learn something else. So, do you see yourself do, doing any more musical, music directing in the future? Yeah, actually, I did after that. So, I was a uh, music director for Dreamgirls when TA did that. What? Yeah. The, 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 the most recent Dreamgirls? Yeah. you as being CC or something not music directing well I mean I was I was in it too I was in it and music director but I, I played Jim CC would be a fun role to play too that's what I want to try I, I was playing Jimmy when we did that you was Jimmy yep Jimmy got soul so you was like you was like okay Cass this is how I am going you're going to follow me well I'm going Jimmy got soul Jimmy got soul <laughs> Jimmy got Jimmy got Jimmy got soul yeah, when it came to teaching the songs that I was actually in, it was just I taught their parts first before I did any singing. And then finally we went back. I'm like, okay, now I can sing. Now that y'all know the parts, I can sing, sing my parts that are around y'all. Um, it, I know that I probably would uh, hope this don't sound weird, man, but I will try to live vicariously through you because <laughs> Jimmy Early is a dream role of mine. That's a fun role, too. I say if you if you get that role, if you ever get to play that role, just 
let it all out. You get to make out with Laurel and you get to be a bootleg James Brown. I know it's fun. Yeah, oh, that was the fun part. Doing the, um, I don't even know the name of the dance move. I call it the slippery feet. <laughs> that James Brown uh, sliding all over the place. See, yeah, I did a lot of that. See my, see, my problem is a lot of people love, you know, the plays and stuff. They're all over the plays and stuff. But what drew me to Dream Girls, I'm sorry, but it was the movie that drew me to it. I'm sorry. Well, I saw the movie before I saw the music. It was the movie that made me fall in love with the whole, with the whole story, man. Like, with the whole story, correct me if I'm wrong, but the whole story is kind of like a fictionalized, inspired story uh, 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 of Motown, right? Yeah, and it's um, we have to use the word allegedly because there have been some lawsuits involved, but it's, allegedly, allegedly, uh, very yeah. great. Don't sue me. I don't have money. Yeah, allegedly. It, yeah. Allegedly follows the story of the Supremes, but apparently, suppose uh, allegedly those um, similarities are purely coincidental. No matter how many coincidental uh, similarities there are between the two stories. Oh yeah, yeah, that little boy group that that that, that was supposed to be like some rip off of the Jackson Five. No, they just you oh, know, they... coincidentally um, <laughs> put an uh, all boy group uh, saying, "Can I see my skull cap?" You know, that was just a coincidence. Yeah, that was, and oh my god, I, I did some research on that. There's so many similarities between the story, but they're all they're all coincidence. <laughs> There's all coincidences. Even though I don't believe in coincidences, <laughs> <laughs> they're all coincidences for the sake of uh, ADQ's renaissance not being sued. It's yeah. merely coincidental. Man, yo, I'm proud of you for that, man. You was you was Jimmy early, and you and you were the music director for that. Yo, that had to be a blast of lifetime. Yeah, it was. Like that was. I did not want that show to end, and we. I mean, we had two weekends, and with the way those tickets sold, we could have extended for a third weekend probably, but because of the way the schedule was set up, it just wouldn't allow us to do that. But we, um, like I remember at first, like leading up to the show, I was, I was checking the ticket, I was checking the website to see like how tickets were going, and the tickets were just going like kind of average. But then it seemed like the week of the production, word just got out, because it was like by Tuesday of Tech Week, Friday and Saturday were sold out. And it's just like, what? Wait, what's going on? And then, and I don't mean just like sold out to where every seat is full. I mean sold out to where they brought in extra chairs and had people sitting in places where people aren't even supposed to be sitting because there was so many people in there. And I was like, this is crazy. Like there are people so close to the stage. I feel like I can reach out and touch them. Reach out and touch. This is Diana, Diana Ross song. Yeah. Yeah, other people in the cast were saying there's no, I mean, it's Dreamgirls, so there's no surprise. Like, that's uh, it's such a popular show. It is, it is, it is. Um, I think that it was Dreamgirls. Like, I will, I, I, I go back to the movie. Dreamgirls showed me a side of Eddie Murphy that I didn't even know existed. Oh, yeah. I, I don't think I knew he could sing before that. I can't remember if I knew that or not. I knew he had an album. I think I found out about the album after that, to be honest. Okay, okay. It, 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 it's okay, man. Listen, listen. All right. So, this, <laughs> this, listen, this happened, like, when you were two years old, okay? Once upon a time, 
um, my uh, Eddie Murphy and you know real Michael Jackson, not 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 little fake Michael in Dream Girls, but yeah. real Michael Jackson. <laughs> The little Campbell together, boy. And they would say, What's up? What's up? What's up with you? <laughs> I think I saw that video and I didn't know what in the world was going on. <laughs> this is hard. After knowing Eddie Murphy as a comedian or a comedic actor, seeing him as a singer, it was just hard to take him seriously. Because I'm like, This dude's a comedian. Like, I want to laugh at him. I don't want to. <laughs> it's hard to see him singing. I mean, hey, Jamie Foxx is a comedian, but. It was hard for me to take him serious as a singer at first, but the man can sing. Yeah. Um, see, he, he sang so much on the Jamie Foxx show, too, that it was just like, it was natural when I saw that. Well, 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 the Jamie Foxx show, daggone. I mean, oh, man. You want to talk about bad sitcoms? I mean, first, hey, the first couple seasons were good, but the last season was just, he even once said to me, yo, he wasn't even said in the interview for Ray that was mediocre. Uh, now, I didn't ask you this, but I should ask you this. Um, what are some, what would you say are some singers, some artists that inspire the makeup of Braxton Allen? Oh, that's a tough one. Oh yeah, let's, come on man, let's be, fan, let's be fanboys for a second. What are some artists that inspire you? Well, I would say when it comes to like just music in general, like singing in general, um, one of the first ones, I guess because I grew up like hearing this music a lot, was Smokey Norfolk, gospel singer. I need you now! That's the, yeah, that's the first song that comes to mind. Because my parents used to play his music a lot. Um, and then a little bit of John Legend, even though what's funny is my brother actually sounds like John Legend when he sings. But uh, John Legend... Um, it's hard to think of who it's like a little bit of everybody because honestly I listen and see now I listen to so much I listen to theater music a lot um, I listen to recordings of shows I've been in shows I'm going to be in um, shows that I'm thinking about auditioning for whatever and so those inspire me too because I'll just listen to different people like whoever is playing the lead roles or whoever is playing whatever role it is I'm listening to I don't know, this question just happened to pop into me because you have been a musical director and you know you are a proficient, you are a proficient singer, right? Do you see any semblance of a black Jonathan Larson creeping through your creeping through your uh veins? You have to tell me who Jonathan Larson is. Are you kidding me? Uh, the name sounds so familiar, but all right, either I'm having a brain fart or I just don't know who it is. We're gonna call this a brain fart. We're gonna call this a brain fart. You, you cannot do musical theater and not know. Uh, you, let, me, you, let me pull up the trusty Google. Oh my God. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, here on ATQ's Renaissance, this man who has done so much musical theater is Googling Jonathan Larson. Me and my oh, Rent. Okay. Yes, rent. tick, tick, boom. Oh. Yeah, I knew that. That's why I knew the name sounded familiar. I was just reading about Rent the other day. Will I, will I lose my dignity? Will, I'm sorry, I had a moment. So, uh, okay, so, oh, all right, all right. Let's, let's go, let's go from Jonathan Larson since you had to Google him. Uh, do you see, I'll ask you, I'll ask you this. Do you see yourself coming up with an original piece on your own? 
some uh, writing an original piece. I've been. It's funny you mention that. I've been trying to do that for about a month and a half now, and I just cannot seem to get anything written. I did actually did write a chorus the other day. Um, although I don't know if I would use that because I was in kind of a mood, like a funky mood when I wrote it. So the music came out like it was like super depressing. So I don't know if I want to use that for anything. But I mean, what'd you say? Rent is depressing. Oh, true. But like I, I wrote it and actually I, I wrote like this chorus. Uh, had a chord progression. I even recorded it and I sent it to a friend and I was like, what do you think about this? And I was like, excuse the depressive undertones. And I mean, he said he liked it, but I was just like, the song sounded like really sad. I mean, I guess you could use it. People write sad music, but that's the furthest I've gotten writing anything. Like I want, I do want to write some music. I want to come up with a whole album, but writing music is not an easy thing. At least not for me. Some people it comes naturally, but I was about to say, I mean, I did just, I did just drop my fourth mixtape, you know, not to be but. Yeah, you got it, because I, yeah, I haven't been able to figure that part out to write right now. Well, I just jacked a bunch of beats from uh, YouTube. They had free attached to the listing, but, you know, basically, um, if I may, I would say just, you know, um, Look at the greats, those who uh, compose and write their own music. Maybe even Sylvester, you might even have to look at Sylvester. See how they were able to tell their stories and write their, so- and write their stories. And, um, and take inspiration from that. You know, look at them. I'll say even look at the gospel people, the gospel greats that write their own joints. Um, and then look at and then look at the theater uh grace you know the um uh, the schwartz's the the sign uh the 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 the, the dang it uh, dude who wrote dude who wrote uh evita uh weber's andrew lloyd yeah. weber lil manuel miranda like because you know i wanted to put together a musical the next thing i know i uh end up writing a play full of spoken words um, that's a little bit of a spoiler for what my big announcement's going to be. So, I think you can do it, man. Okay, so you were talking about, like, one of the lines of writing a musical. See, I was thinking, like, I just wrote, a, I tried writing a song. But as far as a musical, I would like to do that, too. I would just have to, of course, come up with some content for that. You realize that, you realize that Hamilton was originally supposed to be a, uh, 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 a mixtape, right? Yeah, I remember that. Lin-Manuel Miranda talked about that. Uh, it was supposed, yeah, it was supposed to be like a concept mixtape. Now, <laughs> now, um, the V Diggs was saying how it's a terrible idea. And he said he still thinks it's a terrible, a terrible idea. A music, a hip hop musical about the founding fathers. He still thinks that. Yeah. Now tell me this. After all that success. After all that success. Now tell me this. Who wants to listen to a hip hop musical about the founding fathers before, you know, knowing what it was? I mean, what it is. It, it is hard to sell it that way. Like, in fact, the other day I was telling my dad about I'm going to go see Hamilton and Tanger. And he was asking what it was about. And I said, well, it's basically it's a hip hop musical and it's the founding fathers and how basically they formed the country. And he was like, I don't want to see that. <laughs> and I was like, I guess it's not really a good way to sell it. Like, I would just have to have him. He has Disney Plus. I'm like, just watch it on Disney Plus. 
I don't remember at this time, but it was. I'm in the balcony. I got nosebleeds, so my tickets were. I want to say like 110, something like that. Because the good seats were like four or five hundred, and I ain't paying that much. Like uh, I love Hamilton, but I don't have that kind of money. Uh, yeah, yeah. You 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 enjoy that nosebleed? I'm gonna be sitting here watching it on Disney Plus. You know, uh, <laughs> for free, for free. Hey, look, I saw I saw Chicago on Broadway. And the whole time I was thinking, man, I got the movie. I could be watching this for free at home because this sucks. Oh, man, it wasn't good? Wow. I didn't enjoy it. I honestly didn't enjoy it. And this is before Cuba Gooding Jr. came on to play Billy Flynn. I just, it's hard, I guess, because I've heard other people say they've seen things on Broadway that they didn't like. I've, I don't know, I've seen, well, I've only seen one show on Broadway and I've seen a couple of tours but all of them were great I wanted I wanted to check out uh, Dear Evan Henson but I hear that that's pretty sad too I haven't seen it um, people talk about it all the time but I thought about going to see it when it was in Greensboro but I just I didn't I'll tell you what these Broadway shows have been up in the economy the reputation of Greensboro. I mean, once I, I used to think mm-hmm. Greensboro was sleep, but shoot, Broadway been coming through here. So, yeah. now with the seven minutes, now with some of the seven minutes that I have left from you, tell us about Children of Eden. Oh, Children of Eden, the show that I've been waiting two years to do. As I take a sip of this out al- live alkaline water, please explain. To the viewers and the listeners, Children of Eden. So, Children of Eden um, will be going up April 1st through 3rd. And it's a, I would say, a dramatic um, interpretation of the book of Genesis. So, we have Adam and Eve, Cain and Abel, and the story of Noah and the ark. And I just say it's dramatic uh, interpretation because they added a bunch of drama in it for, I mean, you know, for dramatic effect. And besides, a lot of these people's stories in the Bible are so short that trying to write a musical based off only on the Bible, it, it will probably last about 15 minutes. So they added a bunch of stuff to make everything more interesting, give it more, more of a story. Oh, I'm telling God. <laughs> Yeah, so I've been giving that warning to family members or people who are coming to see it. Like, it's not exactly word for word the Bible, so please don't get offended when you realize that there are some storylines that have been added because all these people are characters. Like, they've been given backstories and personalities and stuff that just that, that weren't in the Bible. Like, the I think the story of Cain and Abel in the Bible was maybe like three or four verses. It wasn't very long. Right. And in the in the musical there's like a lot more added to it like you get to see more of the relationship between Cain and Abel or the relationship between Cain and his parents um and in the story of Noah there's a lot of things added there that I guess they just needed to it's funny this the Noah story it almost has the same type of things that were um, added to that movie that came the out pro movie yeah because there was a bunch of things added in that movie too and it's almost the same storyline with the kids and all that stuff like that. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, hey, I mean, in Hollywood or in when you're trying to like 
sometimes in Hollywood or Broadway where they're like trying to take incredible source material like mm-hmm. Bible and make it into a full fledged production, creative liberties will be taken. Yeah. So, you know, the uh, the Bible's not safe from uh, creative liberties either. Um, it's good. Yeah. That, yeah, that just happened. Sorry. Um, it's, uh, it's Bring the Chariot Children of Eden. Um, for some reason, I was thinking about when I was in God's film. And I was playing like a caricature of Donald Trump, and when Donald, and Donald Trump was going to hell. Oh wow! <laughs> I've never seen Godspell, but I've heard about it. So, man, you have the you have Godspell, Children of Eden, and Jesus Christ Superstar. Yeah, I've so, heard a few a few songs from that. What um, Jesus Christ Superstar? Mm-hmm. There's a few songs I want to do some covers um, from that. Do it, man. Shoot, do it. Hey, man, do Hey, rock out. Do a cover of Live the World from Godspell. I can picture it now. You are the, you are the light of the world. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. But uh, tell me this real quick. With the four minutes that I got, that I got you left for. Yeah, I'm counting down. Um, so you're about to do Children of Eden. Um... It's going, it's going up April 1st through 3rd. Does any of your uh, Christian upbringing and background uh, play in your interest in the partic- in this particular piece? Yeah. Um, I did. So I was always... Like, the story of... Basically, the book of Genesis was always pretty interesting to me. Even, like, as a kid, learning that stuff in Sunday school. And Cain and Abel... Uh, was interesting to me too because you know we were just always taught you know Cain is such a bad guy he killed his brother and then tried to run and got caught and whatever and the musical takes a different take on that I mean Cain still is bad for killing his brother but it takes a different take on it and it like kind of makes him a little bit more human so you kind of understand in a way why he's doing what he's doing but it's still just like dude you killed your brother why um and in the story, the story of the creation, like I remember I read, I had like this graphic Bible. It was like a comic book version of a Bible, I guess. It was like a graphic novel. The actual Bible? Yeah, when I was little. And it wasn't the whole Bible because they couldn't fit all that into a graphic book. But it was like, I think it was like the first few books of the Bible. And I remember I used to read the creation one over and over and seeing those pictures and everything was just so cool to see because it was just like, you're seeing like, basically it's showing the world being created in each frame and then you see Adam and Eve and then the issues Eve eating the fruit and then everything wow but, um, so yeah seeing that go to stage especially with this different imp- interpretation we have was a cool thing is a cool thing in fact we I mean we actually have our first rehearsal tonight so I'm pretty excited to see like how everything's going to turn out once we put it on stage which is why which is why I'm about to let you tap out and go and go uh, get behind the fourth wall and sing the word. But before you go, tell uh, tell uh, tell me real quick. Other than children eating, what else you got? What else? What else you got coming up? What else you got coming down the pipe? Um, after children of Eden, I'm doing a show at Wellspring that will be in May. Um, last performance, I forgot the exact date. I have to check the schedule. But the name of the show is uh, Denim King, which. I'll be honest, I don't know too much about the show yet, 
um, I was recommended twice for the show. And I was like, okay, if I got this many people, I mean, it's only two people, but if I have two, pe- two people telling me, like telling director to add me to the show, like she, she asked me twice, didn't realize she'd already asked me. And I was like, okay, I'm definitely gonna do this. Very great, very great. Well, yo, Braxton, <clears throat> thank you for coming through, brother. Keep doing what you're doing because you're out here killing the game. You got me wanting to go into my musical bag because I haven't been in musical and that going, what, 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 five years? It's been, it's been almost five years. I miss it, I miss it, I miss it. I'm going to come see Children of Eden and then I'm going to offer, I'm going to get on this platform and offer my honest thoughts. Thank you for coming through, sir, and for all you do, for all the greatness you put out there. I must say, you are valued, loved, and need a member of the Renaissance. Our people are better because of you, sir. All right, thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you, man. Now go knock them on now, man. All right. And that, and this, this is ADQ's Renaissance. That's Braxton. That was Braxton Allen. Now, it's time for me to make my announcement. Y'all stay tuned. Y'all stay tuned. Stay tuned. We'll make the announcement. <coughs> so. So. Um, recently, I was tell, uh, in recent months, I was telling everybody and their mama, whoever would listen about my show, Battle of the Books. I was supposed to put up a show called Battle of the Books. I wrote it. It was a beautiful, um, the way that, the, the feedback that I got from workshops was beautiful. The fact that, uh, the reading of it that I did on Zoom last, uh, two years ago, I can't believe it's been two years. The fact that it's my current, the fact that it's my current, currently my most viewed video, you know, spoke to me, right? Put together a cast of incredible performers who I thought were great, cream of the crop, and will definitely help me see this show to the top. Well, I've learned that sometimes I learned a lesson here. I learned that sometimes when it comes to pieces as value, as valuable as Battle of the Books, you need to be careful who you attach to. I attached the wrong people to Battle of the Books. Um, the people who I cast in it um, shouldn't have been there. Shouldn't have been there. I'm not saying that they're bad people. I'm not saying anything. I'm saying they shouldn't have been there. Uh, that particular group of people but shouldn't have been part of that because not everybody can take ADQ the director, ADQ the producer, ADQ the actor, ADQ the artist. I'm not an easy sell. You know what I'm saying? That being said, I do everything in my power to treat people with the utmost respect, but there were just terms that I had that the people who I cast just could not, could, could not um, you know, concede to. That's fine. That's fine. Lesson learned. Thought strongly about just giving it up because producers a headache. If you if you um if you're out those the, you all who are out there watching, if you ever think about producing, get some strong people behind you and be prayed all the way up. 
sauce is not. Um, it's not for the week. Well, I did some soul searching, and I remember. I thought about um, one of my favorite uh, scriptures. Hold on. Scripture is, let's see. I've been carrying around this scripture with me. Um, hold on, hold on. Y'all stay with me, stay with me, stay with me, stay tapped in. John chapter. Man, I'm, make, I'm, I'm making this look like a the Tony Khan announcement when he announced that he had bought Ring of Honor. Here we go, here we go. Okay, I don't want you all to watch me um, look for a script. Hold up, I don't know what I'm Oh yeah! Oh, oh, oh. stay with me. Stay with me. All right, my bad. It's John chapter fifteen, verse sixty-nine. Anyone who does not re remain in me is thrown away. Like a useless branch and wither. Such branches are gathered into a pile and burned. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it'll be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my Father. I have loved you even as the Father loved me. Remain my love. That, that says to me that when I when you remain in God, you know you are fruitful. Now I don't remain in God to be fruitful. I remain in God to get through life. You know what I'm saying? But as we're getting through life, I try, I aspire to do what's on my heart. And it's on my heart to create theater. It's been on my heart since I was seven years old. When I was seven years old and I got bit by that theater bug, yo, I didn't just want to climb up on stage and uh, act. I wanted to write something. I wanted to direct something. Ever since I was seven, yo, and I'll be 37 this year. When something falls, when when you carry around something in your heart for on there 30 years, you, that's what God put in you to do. So this is me. Theater is me. So I will not. So I decided I will not take feet. I will not take failure. Lying down. I decided to do something. Battle of the Books will be performed April 29th. At Hope Academy here in Greensboro. Battle of the Books will be performed April 29th at Hope Academy here in Greensboro by myself and Michelle Wright. By myself and Michelle Wright is going to be great. Also, on April 29th, y'all ready for it? Also, on April 29th, I decided to take this love that I have for theater. I decided to take this um, unnerving, unsubmittable love that I have for theater. And I decided. 
Yes, I love you, bro. I don't know why I just play those drums, but anyway, I've written a new play, okay? I've written a new daggone play. It is called May I Borrow a Dollar. It's going up, Camel City Playhouse, 110 West 7th Street, Winston-Salem. I have to bring my plate to the tray. Bring my plate to the tray. Also, on April 29th, April 29th is going to be a day because I'm going to go perform for the babes and I'm going to bring my plate to the tray. Bring my plate to the tray. Bring my plate to the tray. Alright? May I borrow a dollar? Yes, it is inspired by the common uh, <clears throat> album name. Can I borrow a dollar? It's first ever album. But, call it May I borrow a dollar? Because I ain't trying to be sued. So, the price will be free. Okay? With a ten dollars suggested donation, know know that I am operating as a five hundred one c three now. All funds help out, but I'm paying my actors. So, yo, if y'all can like pull up, check me out. Curtains at seven o'clock, April 29th, two thousand and twenty-two. Camel City Playhouse, West One Ten West Seventh Street, Winston Salem, Trey Fold. Arts District, downtown, where the garages be. Artsy Theater. It's going down, bro. It's going down. And this time, I got the cream of the crop. I do got the cream of the crop. <clears throat> I got Nichelle Wright. Nichelle Wright. Y'all know Nichelle Wright. Y'all know Nichelle Wright. You're wrong if you don't know Nichelle Wright. I'm talking about Larry Kerwin. I'm talking about Larry Kerwin. Larry Kerwin. I've worked with him like three times already. Great guy, great guy. I'm talking about S. Elizabeth Carroll. Yes. I got bar theater actors. I'm talking about Shantae today making her theater debut because she already been killing the scene as a, as a poet. Y'all pull up and check this out. May I borrow a dollar? Can I show the, let me see if I can show the full uh, poster. Let's see, let me see. Um, let's see, I probably can't. Hold on, hold on, yeah, I can. I know what I'll do. Check me out, hold on. Because this is like the cool, this is like one of the coolest posters I've ever had. One of the coolest. And I've had many, 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 many posters. Alright. Boom! Y'all see that? Y'all see that? Man, tell me that ain't a cool poster. Battle of the Books is going, uh, not Battle of the Books, I'm tripping. May I borrow a dollar? It is going down. It is going down. So, I'm ADQ. This is ADQ Renaissance. This is ADQ's Renaissance. Shout out to my man Braxton Allen for coming through. Y'all go see Children of Eden. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me, let me, let me plug a couple things. Let's see. 
First of all, y'all gonna see Saturday, May 7th, pressure, the pressure of the pandemic, put up by my man James Lyons. James Lyons. It will be at Goodwill Baptist Church, 542 Goodwill Road, Road, Clemens, North Carolina, 27012. Tickets are $25 in advance. Doors open at 6.30 p.m. For more contact, uh, for more information, contact 336-695-7134. Best believe, ATQ's pulling up. I'll support my man. Uh, yo, if you seen James Lyons and the way he played that daggone Uncle Ezel character, bruh, bruh, I once had to share screen time, I mean, uh, stage time with Uncle Ezel. Do you know how daggone hard it was to say a character? Also, also, Dante Renee is killing the game because not only is she making a theatrical debut in uh, uh, May I Borrow a Dollar, but also, check out Flow. I'm going to be there. Flow, a night of spoken word, music, and more. Yeah, I'm going to come there, you know, do my spoken word thing thing. March 25th. 2022, 7 p.m., $10 entry. She's hosting it. Also, the MC is Paige the Poet. Alright? Over at Passion, over at Passion Fusion Grill, 2618, Lawndale Drive, Greensboro, North Carolina, 27408. And last but totally not least. Last but not least, hold up. Dang it, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? <clears throat> Last but not least, Children of Eden. Put on my spring theater, my friend's spring theater. April 1 to 3rd, you know, like Braxton was saying. Friday, Friday, April the 1st, April Fool's Day at 7 p.m. Saturday the 2nd at 2 p.m. and 7 p.m. Sunday, on uh, the third at two p.m. Tickets are fifteen dollars over at the South e over at the South Eastern Center for Contemporary Art, seven fifty Marguerite Drive in Winston Salem. So y'all go, y'all pull up, check out this fine, fine, fine art put on by fine, fine, fine people that I know. So I'm ADQ. It's been ADQ's Renaissance. Let's try this theme. My, uh, I, um, I I was tripping earlier. Let's try this. I'm ADQ. Whoever just pulled in, whoever just stepped in, too late, yo. I'm about to go. I got, I got go for right. I'm ADQ. This is ADQ's house. Y'all have a wonderful
Sorry, y'all, but I want to say so, I was in this joint called The Affairs of the Heart and Self-Care, and I was actually I was in this joint called The Affairs of the Heart. As I mentioned during the interview, I got to see that, I still got it. Y'all check this out. But the East has been in the forest for two years. It's dusty. Says she might want to paint. Says she used to want to be a model. Says she wants to fix people's taxes. She once asked, begged to act in one of the plays. Says she loves animals, sexual psychology, soul food chefing. Maybe a mountain climbing. And what woman doesn't dream of one day being. What woman doesn't dream of one day being interior decorator? She wanted to be a nurse. She has a coveted cubicle history of being deputy clerk of courts. They'll say all that shit. It's practicality. The alcohol. Loving her for herself. And she, when she asked me to tell her more, I think it's because she wants us to get into it. But she really didn't understand what does that mean. My parents didn't trust me. Even with my degree. So, she had leverage with the cubits, with the deputy clerk of course. She wasn't required to show up when the state was exactly buzzed from my bank. <laughs> All the judges, Bella. She was just beautiful. Such a peculiar word. Doesn't even sound like what it is. Sounds like a flower. So I would leave this place. Leave her before she starts throwing my shit out of the attic window. Where I be sleeping. Since she found hairs on my clothes, stains on my hallway. Told my sperm smell, smell different. Since when did I start crying when I come? And when did she start going to church so much? And potato couch and what happened to scuba diving, raising live, eating duckies? 
start drinking beer instead of wine. When did she start hiding her pocketbook? Nobody's washing dishes, and her daughters are reminding me I'm not their father. And all the love we make is thrashing anger shit. It's so good, we should eat it. Eat the real soul of love, kids. No more. She does not love me no more. She does not have to have me around bugging her to love herself. She does not have to worry about me being the elusive provider with my advocacies. Wherever she's fucking just sits on the couch with her arms around her. And whoever I fuck, <laughs> well, I don't have to cry no more when I come. And when she sees this easel, she sees that easel out the box in front of our bed. She's gonna be pissed that this might be this. Cause I don't love her no more. Oh, hi. You're Joe, right? You work for Robert. Yeah, my grandfather's a skinfitter too. I'm at the studio. 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 I'm Ah, yes, the feeling of walking in your dreams. I am so enthused and walking in my dreams that I just want to take a moment and dance in things. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I like that horn. I like that horn so much, yes. Just living my dreams, walking in my destiny. It's a blessing to see.
diamond Just follow your dream I'm just dancing in my dream Dancing here in my dream I'm moving, I'm moving This music is grooving I'm just dancing in my dream Dancing here in my dream I'm moving, I'm moving This music is grooving I'm just dancing in my dream Dancing here in my dream I'm moving, I'm moving This music is grooving I'm just dancing in my dream Dancing here in my dream I'm moving, I'm moving This music